0: everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. You know, we spend half of our waking hours involved in this. A lot of us go to school for it. We have discussions about it. I think it'd be safe to say that here and in all of our different environments, some people love what I'm talking about. Others loathe it. What am I talking about? Well, work. That's a four letter word for some of us. Others it's like, yeah, work. I'm talking about human Labor. Now, some of you right now are going, Oh man, why did I come to church today? Ed's talking about work. You've got to be kidding me. Work is a curse. To the salt mines we go. I pretty much endure a five Day work week so I can enjoy the weekend weekend well appreciate that thank you <laughs> here's one thing I want you to understand about human labor the first thing I want you to understand number one number one work is a gift from God. I know that's shocking, you're like, come on now, yep, yep, it is, it is, seriously. Work is a gift, a present from God. Think about back in the Garden of Eden, before sin saturated the soils of the Garden of Eden, before man screwed up, before we dropped the ball, before we committed cosmic treason, you have God giving Adam and Eve the gift of work. You know what God said? Take care of my garden. And that should put to rest the age old argument regarding what is the oldest profession known to man. Landscaping, that's it. They were to work. So work was given to man and woman before the fall of man. Fall meaning falling into sin. A lot of us have a whack view of work because we're fallen. We don't understand how deep work is and how it is a gift from God, but it is. God worked. We're made in God's image. God worked. You're like, get out of town, Ed. Are you serious? Yeah, you did. Genesis chapter 1, 1, God created. That's work. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Spirit of God was hovering. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, he separated. Genesis chapter 1, verse 8, God called. Genesis chapter 1, verse 16, God made. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Say that with me again. Very good. Right here, accomplishment. Have you ever just wrapped your brain around that accomplishment? Why do you like to accomplish things? I do. I mean, it's that moment. I mean, when I speak, people ask me this sometimes. How much time do you spend in preparation for speaking? Or, or how, where do you get the ideas for these messages? People ask me that question, squillions and squillions of time. Here it is. It's basically work. Every minute on stage, I put about an hour of preparation in. And the most difficult thing I do as pastor slash CEO of Fellowship Church is this. I mean, public speaking, man, will freak you out. It freaks me out. No wonder I had heart valve surgery. It just (laughs) blew a valve. (gasps) You know, people fear public speaking more than they fear death. So people would rather be in the box as opposed to giving the eulogy. Think about that. I'm serious. I'm not kidding you. So I'm not a guy that's like, oh, I want to speak, give me a microphone, <laughs> let me entertain you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm called to preach, to speak. It's it's what I do. It's the most difficult thing that I do, the most challenging thing I do. And day in, day out, and I'm not whining, I'm not playing the martyr card, I've got to come up with a term paper. It's about, you know, the length of a term paper. It's got to be researched. it's got to be biblical, number one. Number two, it's got to be relevant. Number three, we have people here who have their seminary degrees; they've got to understand it. Also, people here—you might be at the, the first part of your spiritual run. You're brand new; you don't know anything about the Bible. It's got to be—it's got to be relevant to you. Maybe you're a single parent, and you're—and you're just, you know, freaking out because of stress. It's got to speak to you. Maybe you just lost a loved one, maybe the grave is still fresh. It's got to speak to you. Maybe you just scored, like maybe you made a million dollars this week. Wow, I closed the deal of my life. It's got to speak to you. It's got to be humorous, it's got to be relevant, it's got to be funny, it's got to be biblical. That'll mess you up. No wonder I'm crazy. No, no, no. It's a it's a it's a gone thing, but that's something that I do and I get to do this. I don't have to do this. I get to do it. You get to work. You don't have to work. You get to work. Oh, I go to work. Well, that sense of accomplishment is something that money can't buy, dignity. After I walk off the stage, like, wow, thank you, Jesus. And almost every time when I'm driving home in my car, I go, thank you, Lord, for getting me through another week. A sense of accomplishment. I mean, I put at least 20 hours into today's talk. How do you feel when you put your toddler down for the night? A sense of accomplishment. How do you feel when you perform the last surgery? Accomplishment. How do you feel when you've taken care of that person at work who's an absolute fool? A sense of accomplishment and also relief. How do you feel after you finally finished the lesson plan, how do you feel after you've worked and worked and worked and for, for a whole month you've had a date night every week? A sense of accomplishment. How do you feel when you walk off the field or the court when you've just given it your all? A sense of accomplishment. How do you feel when you've created something or maybe you've bought a business and, and wow, this is my first check? A sense of Accomplishment, it's, it's, it's God-given. It's God-given. God's a working God and we're made in his image and that sense of accomplishment is good. If we don't work, we're not gonna have dignity. We're not gonna have the self-respect like God wants us to have. It's, it's a God thing. Don't you love the genius of God? He created human labor, a place for us, a venue for us to showcase our talents and abilities and aptitudes. Thank God for it. Notice also, not only is work a gift from God, we have to get to know our CEO. Who's your CEO? Are you thinking about some some, some guy in Manhattan somewhere? And no, no, or, or some some lady that you see now and then. No, no, who's your CEO? You're, you're, you're thinking about, well, okay, you talking about my boss, my manager, you talking about my teacher, my coach. No, no, who's your CEO? Well, well, uh, Colossians chapter three, verse 23 tells us, it says, whatever. Now this word, whatever, is a very interesting word. It means whatever. Whatever you do. I don't care if you're building fences. It doesn't matter if you're sweeping floors. Doesn't matter, students, if you're taking out the trash. Doesn't matter if you're cleaning up your room. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter if you're doing squillion dollar real estate deals. It doesn't matter if you're making clothes. Whatever you do, do it. That's right, do work, man. Do work. Whatever you do, do it for Jesus, not for men. Here's an exercise. Do do, do a mental Photoshop right now. Take the person you report to, and husbands, that would be our wives, and. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's good. And I, I, I'm joking. Women make the world go round, they're amazing. But whoever you report to, just for a second, mentally Photoshop the face of Jesus and let the face of Jesus replace their face. That is who you're working for. And that helps me. Because I have a tendency, just, this is just me, to be lazy in certain areas. It's just, and, and, and left to our own devices as human beings, we're going to always move toward comfort. Now, in a church like this, we have a high-octane church. I mean, we have type A personalities. We have very successful people, and that's great. I love that and we all have kind of a weird view of work because of our fallenness, but I'm saying to you in its purest form, work is a gift from God. Are there boring times? Yes, are there times that I want to go, man, I just don't want to show up, but I've got to show up. If you show up, if you show up, that's big. Just show up and then God will take care of the rest because you're going to go, whoa, man, this is a gift. I'm 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 working for Jesus, but do you have an education? I got to ask you that. Do you really have an education? I'm not talking about college or PhD or earned doctorate or your GED. No, no. Do you have? I mean, do you have a diploma from the University of Ant? No, I didn't misspeak. You should have a diploma, so I, you know, from the University of Ant. See that right there? You like that? You, can you see it? Get it closer. Closer there. Uh, yeah. See it? Get cl- focus. There we go right there. See? Ah, it bit me. Okay. <laughs> see, I'm ADD, and if I get off track, I'm go, like, oh, no, I'm talking about the ant. See, I've already started chasing stuff. But, you know, we have this mentality, don't we, in our world today? Kind of this millennial thing, this vibe, we think, oh yeah, I'll just do just enough to get by. It's kind of the millennial vibe, this socialistic thing. Let me tell you something, socialism is not in scripture. Socialism is horrendous. I just got back from Cuba about a year and a half ago, and people talk about how sexy Cuba is, how cool it is. It's awful. The people are depressed, despondent. They have zero dignity. And I would love for a lot of the college professors to go down there and just see what I saw when I traveled throughout Cuba and spoke. We gotta take responsibility. And sadly, in our welfare system, most people who are on welfare should not be on welfare. The Bible says that if you can work, then work. But if you can work and you don't work, the Bible says you shouldn't even eat. I'm all for taking care of the poor. Our church does an amazing job taking care of the poor. And we should do that. If someone cannot help themselves and someone cannot work, we need to take care of them. But too many women have married the government and it's more beneficial for them to be on welfare and marry the government and crank out a couple of kids as opposed to being married to someone else because that someone else is lazy. Are you taking responsibility for your life? Go to the ant. you taking responsibility for your stuff? Go to the ant. Proverbs 6, 6 and 11, I love this. Notice, first of all, the observation. Observe the creation. Observe the ant and we have so many fire ants around. Man, those things are ubiquitous, are they not? Go to the ant, you sluggard. Ooh, talking about up in my grill, sluggard? What is that, someone who's lazy? Have you ever seen a slug before? Check one out. I got this picture of a slug. They're ugly, man, And, and, and they don't even have a shell. And I I, I research them, and they have this mucus trail behind them as they slither along, slimy, you know. If I'm not careful, I can slide and even surf on the slime into the seductive pull of the sluggard, (laughs) the sluggard, and 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 so can you. If I'm if I'm if I'm on my own, I'll just kinda slide on the slime of the sluggard. Lazy. Doing just enough to get by. I'll do that tomorrow. You know, it's no big deal. Whatever. Doesn't matter how I look, doesn't matter how my car is. You know, I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do. And you know, the boss isn't looking and Well, Solomon says, go to the ant, ant university, observation. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. That's an education. So we've got observation and education. And now the initiation. The ant takes initiative. Are you taking initiative in your marriage? Hey, husbands, are you taking initiative with your kids? Moms, are you taking initiative? Hey, CEO, are you taking initiative? Hey, manager, are you taking initiative? Teacher, doctor, lawyer, taking initiative? Or do you sit back and go, I, I just, I'm just gonna slide on the slime of a sluggard. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Don't you like that? Self starters. How many coaches do we have here? If you're a coach, lift your hand. I love coaches. Don't be shy. All right. Okay. Coaches can motivate. Here's, here's the coaches clap. Let's go! Come on, ladies. Come on, guys. Coaches clap. I mean, I'm a hard clapper. I can clap, man. That's how coaches work. So these ants are like, hey, chill on the coaches' clap. I just take initiative myself. Do you take initiative in integrity at the office? Observation, education, invitation. Yet, check this ant out, man. I'm telling you, Ant Academy, University of Ant. It stores its provisions. Somebody help this ant in summer, and gathers its food at harvest. Oh, that's great. They're prepared. Ants are prepared. When other people are going, well, I'm going, to take, I'm going to take just a couple months off. I'm going to take a sabbatical, man. That's what the sluggard's saying. I'm just going to slide over here and do what I do. I'm just going to just take a little break. The ants like what are you smoking, Jack? I'm working. Because when I work now, in about four or five months, I'm going I'm to be blessed and I'm going to receive all of this windfall. Are you grinding it out? Are you thinking about your job that way? You should be. It's awesome. We get to work. And when we mean business with God, he does business in our business, observation, education, don't you love this alliteration? Initiation, preparation, and procrastination, last thing we're gonna talk about. Last thing, procrastination. That's what a slugger does. He or she, they, they, they procrastinate. And man, Solomon, this is so brilliant. He goes, two questions. How long will you lie there, you slugger? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Doing the same thing the same way, expecting unique results. Sorry, you're going to fail. Number two, when will you get up from your sleep? I love this. A little sleep. See, just a little bit. A little slumber. Just a little little bit. A little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty. Oh, my God will come on you like a thief. (sighs) Scarcity, like an armed man. If you've ever been mugged or robbed, I mean, you don't plan it, do you? You don't say, oh, watch this. I'm getting ready to be assaulted. No, (laughs) happens out of nowhere. He's like, all right, man. That was a good meal. I like that. you walking. Boom! <laughs> you my know, lie, everybody, everybody, you know. Out of nowhere. Here's the application. And poverty, I'm talking to the sluggard. That slow-moving snail-like creature who leaves a trail of mucus. And poverty, financial poverty. Relational poverty. Spiritual poverty. Poverty Emotional Poverty Will come on you Like a thief We're going to do an exercise right now And this is going to be an exercise In Images On our screens Now here's, here, here's all you have to do I want you Right now to yourself just to ask The Holy Spirit of God To prompt To affirm, maybe to get up in your face a little bit, because I don't think we have generalized sluggardness here. Generally speaking, we don't have a bunch of sluggards here. No, heck no. I can tell by looking at you guys. I'm talking about some of us. I'm talking to myself, because I've already done this exercise. We have selective sluggardness. Are you feeling me? Kind of kind of latent areas of laziness. So the Holy Spirit's going to point those out. And and I just want to whet your appetite now, and we'll continue this next time. Let's look at the first image. Family. What's the Holy Spirit of God saying to you? I'm talking to wives right now about the priority of your marriage. How are you doing? Husbands, what's the Holy Spirit of God telling you about the priority of your marriage? It's the only relationship, the only one, that's analogous to God's relationship with his people. Isn't that interesting? It's not parenting. It's not your cousin or your uncle. How about your kids? Some of you are like, well, man, I'm... I'm making a lot of money out there in the marketplace and I'm I'm like a scratch golfer. How about your kids? Are you impressing upon them the importance of work and dignity? Are you disciplining them with love yet with authority? Next slide, work. I like that kind of, it's kind of universal, you know? How's your work? I'll say it again, honesty, integrity, innovation, creativity, concentrating on the significant focus, trying new things, maybe stepping out and starting a new company, I don't know. How are you in that? I'm talking to students and kids, how are you in that? Next slide. How about health, wow. Man, that's convicting. You know, the Bible talks about that. The Bible says that our bodies are a temple, a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of God. It says don't trash the temple. Are you eating a healthy amount of food? I mean, I understand. Lisa and I try to live by the 90-10 principle. 90% of the time, we eat pretty healthy. The other 10%, you know, we'll cheat on the diet. See, some people worship food have anorexia, bulimia, and even guys, man, worship their, oh, i got a six pack, maybe an eight pack. I'm ripped. And they're as whacked about that as the, as the supermodel is about our food. So guys, we're, we're, we're in the same, do, 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 do I look big, man? What do you think, man? Yeah. Isn't that funny? So I'm talking about a balance here. How about working out, cardio, some strength training, This is the only body we have. Don't trash the temple. Next slide. And this is convicting, isn't it? Cash money. Money. Money matters to God. It does. Our money matters to continue to perpetuate and to push downfield the church. And Lisa and I have been a part of that. Many of you have been a part of that. Are you lazy? With your stewardship, maybe you're overspending. You see, man, my credit cards, I'm drowning in debt. Slothfulness. Another one, Jesus. Think about the work. God the Father is a worker. God the Son did the work on the cross for your sins and mine. And the Holy Spirit of God is working in all of our lives. Jesus didn't sit back on his celestial futon and say, you know what? <laughs> Mankind's in a mess. I'll just leave you in that chaos. What if he had done that? He had every right to do it because we sinned, but he took the initiative, did he not? Died on the cross for our sins, rose again. Diligence, intentionality. He offers, up to you and me, a personal relationship with him. Have you made that? You can make it right now. And your work will never be the same. Listen to me. There's a work that only he could do. And there's a work that only you can do. Have you received the work of our wonderful Savior? Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There, you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional.